0: Hi, this is Taxis Chronicles and I'm your host, Simon Rushton. Today we're going to talk to a lovely lady and she's going to tell us about the events world and her perspectives on the events world as it is today.
1: Very fun. What would you like to know?
0: Well, you, how, how did you get into the events world? Let's start with that
1: very cool well it was actually by accident believe it or not I wanted to train as an actor and uh, my family didn't want to support me in that which was fine at the time uh, just because I needed to make some really good choices and uh, decided to take on a degree in creative producing and then accidentally uh, started producing and became a production manager and that's how I kind of stumbled into the events world really
0: do you regret not challenging your energy in the uh, in the acting that sounds quite interesting
1: yeah you could have been
0: working alongside idris elba
1: i know right <laughs> that could have been amazing that would have been a dream um do i regret it not really just because of complicated uh uh family issues it was just uh you know i come from like an indian background uh parents were very strict. And uh, I had like two younger siblings and it was a choice between me being part of the family or completely extradited
0: mm, okay. from the family. It's so the n- usual cliche kind of
1: thing. <laughs> <laughs> extradited domestically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of
0: me. Okay. Now I've heard that kind of story quite a few times from people in the in in this line of work. So <clears throat> oh, my mind's a blank. So how, how have you found the events industry so far? How long have you been in it? You said you.
1: So I've been part of it off and on for about seven years. Um, so when I took on that degree in creative producing, I actually dropped out in my final year just because life got on top of me, uh, so to speak, just like family pressures. Uh, so I dropped out in my final year, started freelancing. And then uh, jumped onto like, you know, courses in leadership and management as like a respite to make up for my degree. Mm -hmm. So it's been off and on for about seven years. But in that time, I think I learned a lot about how to work with people. Mm -hmm. Um, And what that meant for me is, you know, just understanding like different personality types and, um, you know, strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, just how you can, you know, like how to... uh, conflicts resolve conflicts healthily in a manner where people win so it's like a win-win situation
0: do you get many conflicts in the events industry do
1: you know what in the events industry it's such a pressured environment that it's so easy to kind of like you know lose your head and just flip at people Um, and I think what makes me stand out as a production manager is just how I deal with those stresses and those pressures so rather than like flipping out you know I have I like to think I have a good healthy perspective
0: Understanding people's point of view.
1: Well, yeah, that, and also, you know, at the end of the day, we're not really performing a heart bypass, are we? Like, we're just sort of like building an event. You, you said
0: like You said that before.
1: Yeah.
0: We're I mean, <laughs> <laughs> not really. Come on, guys, let's chill. Because only guys. a commercial. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right?
1: Come on, guys, let's chill out. Like, you know, we're not really doing like critical heart surgery. It's.
0: <laughs> Would you say it's high pressured in that sense because people are contractors? Because if you were permanent staff, then people are a bit laid back. Oh, I'm going to get my paycheck at the end of month either way.
1: No, not particularly, actually. I feel like people who are uh, on the full-time sort of employment maybe uh, experience pressure a lot because, you know, it kind of affects repeat client, repeat business. So if they do a really bad job of it and they lose a contract, then it's ultimately their job on the line as well. Um,
0: so it's not to do with egos. <laughs> egos. There's
1: a bit of ego as well. There's like such a combination. It's like a very bad like cocktail, <laughs> like a deadly punch of like uh, egos and you know pressure and expectations that's just badly managed.
0: Mhm.
1: Or that can be badly managed.
0: So as an Asian lady, yeah, is there many people like you in the industry or?
1: They are hard to come by, actually.
0: And why do you think that is? Because I, I, I'm, well, I'll I, let you speak. There was something I was going to say, but I'll let you speak first. Go
1: on. I'd, I think it's... Um, I think the selection process is very much of, you know, you interview a person for the sake of, like, you know, interviewing them. I feel like sometimes uh, the, the recruiter has to interview a diverse selection of people just to tick off the, boxes. Ch- the, bo- the boxes yeah mm. but yeah I think I think that's that's part of the reason why we don't I don't I haven't quite seen like many people that look like me but in the industry
0: in saying that mm-hmm. do you know many people who are qualified mm-hmm. who look like you or other groups of people to do that job who are applying for
1: it yeah absolutely so yeah so I've joined this uh creative industry professional group uh for women as well um of like different sorts of backgrounds and you know it's just been a breath of fresh air because
0: everyone's airing their shoes
1: everyone's there yeah everyone's just like representing pretty much the globe and I just love it um but they're also you know going through the same sort of experiences of you know, I'm trying to apply for you know this work with a high-profile agency and you know, get to like the first stage of interviews and never get around to the second stage, and I don't know why.
0: But I will say this, though. Mm-hmm. Being a person who's owned my own company before, mm-hmm. um, once you're comfortable with a contractor,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm comfortable with a contractor.
1: Uncomfortable. No,
0: I'm comfortable. So once I'm comfortable, uh-huh. I'm comfortable. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I don't really... If something goes wrong, then I'll look elsewhere. Uh-huh. If I feel the price is uh, extravagant this time, uh huh. then I'll go elsewhere. But uh-huh. as long as I feel like I'm getting quality for money, uh-huh. they're doing, they're meeting the deadlines,
1: uh-huh.
0: and all the rest of it, I just... There's no issues. Uh-huh. Do you see what I mean?
1: What are you trying to suggest, now, Mr. I, Taxi Driver? I, what I'm saying <laughs> is,
0: from an employer's point of view, mm-hmm. or owner, I should say, so I was an owner at that time, mm-hmm. There may be, it's like first comes, first served. The people they're happy with, Mm -hmm. they're in there. Mm -hmm. And why are we really looking elsewhere? If it's a government Mm -hmm. function, let's say, I don't know, Lambeth Council or something, putting on gigs, Mm -hmm. events, then by all means you have to plan it out Mm -hmm. to be fair. But on the private sector, it's like... Well why do I have to employ somebody else? Not employ contracts to someone else mm. if do you see what I'm saying? Does
1: sort that make of, sense? To you? not really. I think like, you know, in terms of like uh, our industry, there's always a call for other contractors and other freelancers to come and join the agency. Um, just because, you know, there mm-hmm. often there are agencies that find that they are under resourced. And oh taken on sorry yeah, i
0: understand now your agent when you say contractor i thought you was like as an independent mm-hmm. going to the actual company who wants to uh employ um give you the contract no, no not no, there's no. not a, i didn't realize there's a middle person
1: yeah yeah yeah. oh
0: my mistake i understand where you're coming from now yeah yeah
1: yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. no wonder you was looking out the window i was like
1: what yeah. I was like, listen <laughs> let's just listen yeah. <laughs>
0: No, but I, no, I see what you mean in the agency section okay Yeah. so yeah, it's been yeah. a breath of fresh air so ha- how are been. you overcoming how are you overcoming those, this predicament
1: I think it's just you know sort of uh, I've had to like take a change of perspective to be honest and just be like you know what I'm going to own my space in the sense of I have these skill sets I've worked really hard for them um I actually have a happy ending to my education story which is although I dropped out of my undergraduate degree yeah. because of my experiences I was awarded a direct entry into doing a masters okay.
0: um,
1: and I've got my masters now so I've got an MA without having done my undergraduate degree okay. uh, based on my own merit of like working as a freelancer which is awesome um, but yeah, I think I think I've come to a point now where it's like, you know what? To, like, I just got to own my space, like own who I am, um, be comfortable with it, and that work will come along. And I've been very fortunate to be part of like some really amazing projects as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, some of which have gone international, which has been brilliant. You know, that's just been like, you know. Uh, A tell sign of like the success of it being in London Mm -hmm. Um, and like you know the work that I was supposed to have been doing it was meant to have like taken me around the world but I think that's just really much now more the product of me being very confident in who I am Mm -hmm. like you know um, quite candid as well in terms of like areas that I'm sort of developing myself in which I find that you know um, agencies and like clients really respect
0: yeah so you're constantly enhancing yourself making yourself more yeah yeah that makes sense a hundred percent yeah that's yeah that's great that's good (laughs) so what kind of events is it that you're specializing right now
1: uh right now so at the moment because of yeah i mean because of the pandemic all my work's literally gone like (laughs) through the window so i'm working for a marketing and pr agency as an associate project manager which has been pretty cool because it's meant that I've become more than just a production manager. I've mm-hmm. upskilled to the point of being a producer mm-hmm. uh, during a pandemic and also being able to develop new business
0: mm-hmm. in a
1: pandemic, which has been pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but previously, it's normally like live events, festivals. Um, uh, my biggest one was to an excess of like 60,000 people.
0: Okay. Um,
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, And then, you know, I I was very fortunate to sort of like work for an immersive theatre project as well uh, last year, um, which went down a treat. So, yeah, that's the sort of work that I do. It's sort of like um, immersive theatre, live events, um, outdoors and the stuff that I've done indoors. It's almost been like, you know, you build like an immersive world um, and you transform a warehouse into a semi-permanent theatre almost mm-hmm. um, so I've learnt so much along the way um, yeah that's the kind of work that I do it's very niche and quite quite dynamic which I like
0: going back to the diversity yes has, on this group have you considered or anybody raised the idea of you ladies or people creating your own agency because if there's so many of you that who've Know, let's say there's a thousand people. Yeah, yeah. just a lot of experience. Yeah, so yeah. you all bring something to the table. Mm-hmm. So you form your own agency.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and then they, it goes out for a tender within the group.
1: Yeah. That is a good idea. That's I what should, I would do. I should let the ladies know. I might, I might give them a heads up.
0: No, it's true. I have a, bit if, of a feeler. Why try and get to someone else's party and you can correct your own? 100%. Yeah. So i am a big thing of that. Uh, I don't need to have what you have. What I do is going to be better than what you do anyway, yeah, and then you're yeah. going to come to me, 100%. and then it's going to be on my terms.
1: A hundred percent. I think that's what we've been trying to do anyway. We've got like this thing called jobs board on our little group. Okay. So anything that we find or see, we'll just like share it, and we'll just do a call out that way amongst mm-hmm. the ladies. And it's just more to like diversify it really, just to diversify mm. the workforce and mm. to give like especially like you know women of like you know color mm. a good standing chance because we should really be awarded a position based on our merit not by
0: yeah um, you know, the I need question. to fill a quota
1: yeah exactly
0: yeah, you yeah. know I see I see what you mean but I think the way forward yeah is always creating your own 100%. and I think from once you create your own and you control your own you, you've run every time that's right um, just on a slightly different note yeah. But it comes to think, America's biggest export is music, yep. But the majority of that's produced by the black community, yep. But they don't own anything, Right. Now you've got to think about that, yep. Now, if they owned all the things at the start, yeah, yeah, yeah. or create their own,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, with their own money, uh huh, uh huh then it's a whole different ball game. A hundred
1: percent. You can change
0: the thing overnight. You change, because it's economics. 100%. That's when they talk about the black pound or the, you mm. could say the ethnic minority or dollar or what have you.
1: Yeah.
0: If you, if you decide, no, we're not dealing with you lot anymore. We're yep. doing our own thing. Yep. Bam. It's this. <laughs> suddenly Literally. now people are going to start making phone calls and trying to compromise.
1: Exactly. <laughs> And do you know what, it all happens in trickles as well, doesn't it? And like the more you sort of like add to it, the more of a momentum mm-hmm. it grows. So I'm currently uh, supporting an independent record label uh, mm-hmm. run uh, by a black producer and founder, Chris mm-hmm. Bosch. It's mm-hmm. called OMG Collective. Mm-hmm. And you know, like the the sort of music that they produce, it's you know. It, it's charted twice they've had two singles that charted twice mm-hmm. which has been amazing um, and they you know they, they answer to nobody except themselves because they're an independent record label mm-hmm. so you know
0: especially with the web now you can get things out there to the world 100% people can like things unless they're unless the powers that be are going to put um, what do you call it things to stop your your music going out so when you put it out there but no one's getting it because they put some virus or done something
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: which can kind of happen with the youtube (laughs) kind of suppressing people who speak things that they're not happy about but um that's one of those things so you definitely see a future for you in this events
1: I think so, for for now, definitely, yeah, there are a couple of things that I just want to tick off before I retire from it, if that makes any sense, yeah. um, and uh, I think the next couple of years should see me ticking them off, and once that's done, yeah, I'll be happy to move on.
0: A big part, even though I don't just met you, a big part of me says you still have that glimmer for your dream of acting.
1: Yeah.
0: I think you should even go for that. That's you don't have to be full-time.
1: It's going to be on my side, right? A yeah, side you, well, you just see where it goes. I would love to do that, you know. You
0: remember, music and acting and events is all in the same category. Big time. Kind of thing, so you just go out there. Before you know it, if then people are doing a music video and, you, and there's a little acting bit, you throw yourself in there, double bubble.
1: Right. I mean, I might as well, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Producer
1: turning actor. <laughs>
0: hmm so on a more of a personal note uh-huh. do, do you do you um how do you deal with the fact that your dream had been told no the fact that about the acting because like my cousin for instance he yeah. wanted to do, he's a good at football player yeah. and this is back in the day yeah Chelsea and another team had asked him to play from yeah, when he was yeah. a teenager wow. and he had to get his dad to sign the form yeah. And his dad went, eh? Why may I sign that for him? <laughs> Move <laughs> you know, and he ended up being a mechanic working on the buses. <laughs> you see what I mean? And then when he sees people now, he says, dad, look. And the dad's like, no talk to me, man. No talk oh. to me. You see what I mean? So... Yeah... I take it when you have children? No, not yet. Ah, But you would allow them to be whatever they want to be? 100%. Yeah.
1: hundred I suppose
0: it's a new generation, isn't
1: it? Oh, that's it, isn't it? And also, you know, you've got to trust the timing as well. Like, I have deep faith, like, you know, um, and I always trust in, like, God's plan A. So for me, it's like, okay, fine. If it didn't happen, if I didn't start it at 18 when I wanted it to, no problem. Like, it'll happen because I'm still working towards it and whatever that looks like brilliant like you know if it means that you know i perform in an amateur sort of with an amateur theater company you know on a stage on a small you know with small with a small audience then fine you know at least i get to enjoy that you know that is my passion Mm -hmm. um but yeah who knows you know if i happen to be you know Working alongside Idris Elba, I'm not going to (laughs) complain.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I don't think many women would. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't be good. uh,
1: Okay, sir. Okay. Um, (laughs) Well, where do you want me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do you want to shout out to or promote any of your businesses or anything that if anybody wants to look up or this is gonna go out on the Spotify
1: nice one well since you're already on Spotify a big shout out to OMG Collective Um, listen to their music you know follow them they're on YouTube uh, they're on Instagram Uh, just give them a big follow give them a big support Um, you know it's as we're talking about you know supporting you know black businesses and you know Black Pound just you know OMG Collective is your place to go to for really good music it's good vibes really fun the YouTube videos are just you know cheeky and uh, just really great so mm. OMG Collective please Okay.
0: And that that um, group was it a women's group regarding the events.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How can they be found? What's the name for them? Why not Lemonade Gang? <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> actually, right? that that rings a bell, Lemonade Gang. Okay,
1: Lemonade Gang. You can find us on LinkedIn.
0: <laughs> okay, then. So
1: uh, type that. Especially, you know, it's for it's for ladies only. So sorry, guys, but you know, as women, we do need to come together in this like quite a male dominated industry but mm. have a look for us Lemonade Gang on LinkedIn
0: okay well thanks for that and for the listeners out there I hope you like this episode it's our first episode using our new mic so yes. I hope it come out oh. loud and clear <laughs> do not forget to listen to our sister podcast Africa Investing Stories all yes. about people real real people real investors invested in Africa they sharing are. their experiences of the good and the bad and what they've learned and why they've invested in Africa, mainly because it's the got the fastest growing economies on the planet. Oh bar in India and Bangladesh. Please. And apart from that, have a good day and like and subscribe. Please. Thank you. People. Bye. <laughs>